0: Welcome to the I Love
1: Alt Mortgages podcast, brought to you by Home Trust. And now, your host, Brennan Trenuth. Hey, Broker Nation. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Leon Turkin of the Turkin Mortgage Team. In this episode, Leon shares his journey from banking to brokering, and his thoughts on leveraging technology to support the client relationship. Leon also shares a real example of how he goes above and beyond for his clients. Hey, Broker Nation, this is I Love Vault Mortgages. I'm your host, Brennan Schneuth, and here with me today is Leon Turkin, mortgage agent with Real Mortgage Associates. Leon, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brennan. It's a pleasure to be here. Just for anybody who's listening, I have known Leon for quite a few years, going back to the mid-2010s, but uh, obviously with changing roles and territories and things like that, it's been... uh, a little while since we've connected, so it's actually nice to speak to Leon again. For anybody listening to, Leon is also famous for his Christmas parties. They were always one of the best things come Christmas time to go to, so thank you, Leon, for always uh, extending that invite out. (laughs) Of course, man. It's a
2: pleasure. You know, we work hard, and we also like to enjoy ourselves, and we definitely like to party hard, as the saying goes. Absolutely. Um, And that's what we're here for. We're here to make some memories and
1: have a good time doing it. That's it. That's it. Let's start here. So, for anybody that doesn't know you, let's talk about your journey in the mortgage industry. You know, how did you get to the point where you're at right now?
2: Essentially, I started off my career at Scotiabank as a regular teller back in, I believe it was 2011. Moved around a couple branches, probably worked for about two years at the branch. And then I realized it's time to kind of, you know, move forward with my career, with my life, just because I can provide more solutions to clients that are customized and tailor-made for them right the bank just wasn't allowing me to provide as many uh, various solutions as i would have liked to so i went off i started working as a mortgage agent with one brokerage had a good time there right we had a really strong team kind of working off of each other learning on a day-to-day basis and at a certain point in time about two years into that role as a mortgage agent in that organization i decided that it's now a time to move on and kind of establish myself a little bit more in the industry by creating my own name, creating my own brand. That's exactly what I set out to do in 2015 when I joined Real Mortgage Associates. Since 2015, I've been growing my book of business, essentially connecting with realtors, referral partners, financial advisors, you know, so on and so forth. Individuals that could send over business that I could really show my value to and Start developing a relationship, business relationship, personal relationship, as you mentioned earlier on with the Christmas parties, right? So it's important for me to kind of establish that professional image of myself at the same time, show a bit of personality. And like I said, enjoy the journey and have a good time doing it. So essentially at a certain point in my career, when I was noticing that I'm starting to plateau, right, I had to kind of make a decision of what I'm going to be doing further on was pretty young at the time, you know, early 30s and pretty much in 2019, mid to end 2019, I decided to take it a step further, really create my own brand, which is Turkin Mortgage and build a team around myself. And that's essentially where we're at now, right? That's what I'm striving towards. We've got mortgage agents that are on the team. We've got professional underwriters, we've got marketing managers, and everybody's got that same goal and the same target in mind, which is build a brand extend the service to as many Canadians as possible.
1: Yeah. So speaking about your team, so how many agents do you have now within your team and underwriters and things like that?
2: So we have three full-time administrative staff, two of whom are underwriters. In terms of mortgage agents, we've got approximately, I want to say eight, eight mortgage agents officially, myself and a colleague of mine,
1: business partner, CEO of the company.
2: Our target's probably to hit about 20 mortgage agents by the end of this year, by 2022.
1: Obviously, partnership is so important to us as a lender when we're talking about our mortgage brokers that we deal with. What does a solid partner mean to you when you're referring to your clients? Like a client's coming to you and they're looking at you as you know, someone who's going to help them with a big financial decision. What does that partnership look like to you? Like How do you, you know, get that client to you know, trust you?
2: Look, as mortgage professionals, we have to know the ins and outs of the market, of the economy, and try to do our best to predict what's going to happen in the short term and the long term. I personally like to ask my clients a lot of questions and understand where they're at financially, and I'm trying to understand where they're going in life and what their kind of house ownership goals look like. Are they purchasing a property at the current moment just for a short period of time, you know to kind of try to get into the market kind of like a condo for a young couple that's starting out or are they looking for their dream home where they're going to grow their family in all right so once i understand where they're headed and this life and what their home ownership goals are that's where i'm kind of able to bring in my expertise and suggest you know the best solution that i see fit i also like to throw in a couple of solutions in there right so it's not a one size fits all solution most of the time there's a lot of lenders and again Home Trust is one of the best lenders that we work with, but Home Trust isn't always right for every single type of client. Right. So I can't be going out and offering the same product over and over again. And that's essentially how we start that conversation off with those clients. I go and I explain the different products on the market that do exist so that clients can understand certain terminologies, you know, differences between fixed rates, variable rates, shorter term mortgages, long-term mortgages, opens, closed. on and so forth so when the client has all that information all those tools in front of them they're able to make a
1: pretty sound decision absolutely you know that's a great answer there and why is it to you so important to build that relationship with lenders (laughs) i mean lenders are essentially
2: the ones that write my checks right so it's super important for me to connect and build that strong trusting relationship with any lender and I understand there's professionals that are working on the other side of that screen or on, on the other side of the phone, just as you are, right? You and mm-hmm. I know each other for a while. You know, we've played some golf. We've done some work together. Mm-hmm. And you're just a simple guy, just like I am. So I know when I'm reaching out to Brennan with a deal that requires a little bit of wrapping around it. And yep. Exactly, exactly. Some TLC and figuring out the best way to kind of package it and for the lender to be comfortable with it and for the client to be comfortable with it, right? So that's just an honest and open conversation that I'm having with my lender partners at that time. And we see if we can make things work or not. And most of the time we do end up coming to a solution, right? Because it's in our mutual benefit to do that. Right. And we're trying our best to get the best solution out to the clients with what we have to work
1: with. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously technology keeps evolving and growing. We all know that. How do you use it to your advantage When we talk about that mortgage process for you and your clients, is there anything specific that you do that may be different than other people do?
2: So tech definitely keeps evolving, right? And it's phenomenal. I mean, it should continue on evolving, making our lives easier and smoother and more efficient. I'm sure you'll agree with me when I say that this business is pretty antiquated in a sense, right? So a lot of the technologies that we do have now are pretty old and they're definitely due for a refresh and upgrade. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the way we use tech is more on the back end at the moment to help smooth the application process and get a quicker answer from lenders right so different tools are being used such as crms like hubspot for example customized crm solutions where you know we can clearly see the workflow of a client from the first phone call they make to the day of closing right so we have to definitely keep our hand on the pulse and understand where the client is at any given moment in time. right that allows us to create certain touch points. sometimes they're automated. sometimes it's mortgage agents or administrative staff to reach out to clients at certain times, and so on and so forth. Other tools definitely help us again, but they're more on the back end at the moment, right such as purview, lender, spotlight. Even Home Trust has a phenomenal platform, which is loft. Mm-hmm. right So that allows us to update and upload our client documents on there. Pretty smoothly, and it keeps everything very well organized and filtered out. Right, so Home Trust, this massive conglomerate, is definitely taking a great approach towards tech. But you guys are also essentially building it up on the back end for now. On the front end, when it comes to dealing with clients and collecting documents and having those conversations, I think it's super important to still be able to get somebody on the phone and explain this process. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Essentially, have that personal approach.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was going to kind of lead into my next question on how do you balance the two between technology, which obviously clients use on a day to day basis, they do all the research online, but also within this industry, I still believe there needs to be a big human connection between client and broker to try and find that solution for them, because not everything that you read on the internet is accurate, right? How do you try and balance the two between using technology, but also, you know, being the face in front of that client, you know, regularly? Yeah, I mean, again,
2: great question, right? It's such a fine balance right now in our industry with more and more clients that are doing more of their work online, like you said, researching, reaching out, right? So we've got different partners that we work with online that generate leads for us. Everything's pretty much at a touch of a key right now at a click of a button, right? So everything's either on text messages or emails or instant chats or chat bots, and so on and so forth. So when clients are just starting out that journey, they want to instantly connect with somebody and you know, get the process started. They want to know that their time is being valued, their potential business is also being respected and valued. So the tech essentially helps them to connect with professional mortgage brokers as quickly as possible. right? And again, that speed is just increasing as we go on. But at the same time, they do, from my experience, want to have a conversation with somebody and understand key terminologies, right? What is loan-to-value, right? How much down payment is required? What are closing costs and why do, why do we have to pay them? Right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of misconceptions in the industry in regards to a lot of aspects in this particular mortgage industry. For example, first-time homebuyers, right? Mm-hmm. Most first-time home buyers have a misconception that there's certain privileges to the mortgage application that only they're able to receive, such as 5% down payment, right? So that's a common misconception that once we get on the phone with them, we let them know that, look, whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a 10th-time homebuyer, you're still able to purchase a property with
1: 5%. The
2: only thing that first-time homebuyers essentially get is a rebate from the government, right? Sure. And a couple other programs that may not be available, but that's essentially how we try to balance it. So the tech helps us get the client in the door and maintain that pulse on them throughout the process. But that face-to-face interaction or on the phone is where the real magic happens.
1: Yeah, for sure. So then I guess my next question would be that, you know, we have seen this rise in online mortgage brokers, right? Does that have any concern to you? At the moment, at this very, very instant, I'd say no. Right. However,
2: as tech develops, and AI really starts taking over mm-hmm. and starts scrubbing the documents and the information that clients are submitting, mm-hmm. that's when I think things will really get interesting in this space.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right?
2: Until there's tech that can actually scrub the data from the documents, which I think is still a long ways away. Mm-hmm. Online mortgage brokers are just a funnel to get people in the door and kind of line them up to speak with a professional agent. Sure. Yeah, just to add to that, very similar to Home Trust, right? Like you guys have that program, the Loft platform, where we upload documents, but you still have a human being at the end of it that actually scrubs the data and reviews it and understands it.
1: Right. Perfect. You're located in the GTA. Are there any specific challenges that you face being in such a large market?
2: Absolutely. Look, I mean, our team does mortgages all across Ontario. There's absolutely differences in different parts of this province. The GTA is really interesting in the sense of it's really this massive melting pot of cultures and languages, backgrounds, and so on and so forth. And being able to adapt to those different individuals' kind of parameters and expectations, that's really the biggest challenge that we're seeing. i suggest to battle it, or one way to overcome it, is to be really consistent as a mortgage agent right? Have an understanding of the industry, take it back to the basics, because no matter the culture, no matter the language that people speak, that is a challenge, right? To be able to communicate the information that we have so many different individuals, their Mm -hmm. minds just work on an individual level, right? So we're not all the same and we all have different preconceptions of the way, you know, life should go and finances should work. Sure. So our job as mortgage professionals is, again, to be able to relay that information in the most basic, simple way possible so that we're getting our point across. That's essentially, I'd say, probably the biggest challenge
1: working in the GTA. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great answer, too. You know, over the last two years with everything going on, we've seen an incredibly hot real estate market with respect to home prices. When you're sitting down with clients, how do you manage their expectations from an affordability standpoint? Because, I mean, things right now seem to be a little bit outside of our means. So how do you have that conversation with a client that's thinking, yeah, I can go and get this house. But, you know, you're looking at all the paperwork and documentation and it's like, mm, it's not lining up here.
2: I mean, we definitely get that a lot. That's such a great question because this market is, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, It's very hard to keep up with what's going on, right? You've got realtors on one end that keep pushing for clients to go in without any conditions uh, in terms of conditions of finances. And mm-hmm. we're doing our best to accommodate our clients for that. But at the same time, we're looking out for their best interest as best as possible. I don't want my clients going into something that they can't afford, right? Because to me and to other professional mortgage agents out there. We'll make our paycheck in this industry if we're good enough and we can mm-hmm. provide that value. So really locking down a client into a mortgage or a property that they can't afford, that's not going to be beneficial to any one of us, not the right. borrowers and not myself as a mortgage agent, right? I don't want to get a call six months down the road from my client and tears, who's breaking down and their family's falling apart because they can't afford to make their mortgage payments, right? Right, so... We definitely get into that conversation pretty deeply with clients and explain the real cost of home ownership. And right? besides a mortgage, you've got property taxes, you've got utility bills, you've got maintenance of a property to upkeep as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And these payments are going to be going on for the next significant while, right? So you as a borrower, as a client, you've got to be confident in your employment to be able to carry these costs on an ongoing basis. Right. So to kind of simply answer your question brennan it's, mm-hmm. it's having an honest and open conversation with the borrowers and with our clients right and kind of really putting their feet to the fire and explaining to them sometimes they don't understand their own finances themselves right they don't know sure. how much they're bringing home net they don't know how much they're spending on leisure activities and travel for example and their mm-hmm. kids so in their mind you know they might be making 200 grand a year thinking that you know i can afford this two million dollar property but on paper To keep those payments going
1: consistently, that's gonna require a lot of work and a lot of commitment. Yeah, for sure. That's a great answer. Let me ask you this. What is your split like percentage wise that you do business wise from like an A or an alt A perspective? So like percentage of A business that you do and percentage of alt A business, so B and private stuff that you do?
2: I'd say we have a pretty good balance. Probably about 30, 35% for A, about 40. 45% 45% for alternative business and the rest will go towards private. So it's a pretty healthy balance I'd say.
1: Yeah, no that's a really good balance there. So obviously there's a big need for, you know, alternative lenders for you for those solutions, right? Whether it's the all day stuff or private, you know how important is that that you, you know, have different solutions, different options for your clients for their needs there. Super important to have a wide
2: arsenal of solutions to our clients. Right, especially in this hot market with prices skyrocketing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's where alternative lenders really come in and help fill such a great niche and kind of a void in this market. Where your typical banks and A lenders, you know, they've got pretty strict parameters with what they're gonna lend on and loan to values mm-hmm. and income to debt ratios. Alternative lenders take a different approach to it, right? They take a more of a common sense approach. They're able to understand the story, you know, accept a larger array of documents from clients in order to prove income and affordability. Sure. And based on the type of documents that we present and the situation that the clients are in, alternative lenders such as Home Trust can offer solutions. They'll mitigate risk by adding premiums in terms of rates for the clients. But I mean, in my opinion, I think it's fair. Right. Right. Because Home Trust is coming in and taking on a wide range of risks Mm -hmm. and based on that scale right the riskier that a deal is for somebody like home trust Mm -hmm. i think they should be charging more of an annual percentage rate and they do right so in my opinion i think it's fair and that's something that we go back to the client and explain
1: yeah absolutely do you have an example of a client story situation where you know, you personally went above and beyond to, you know, help them get that mortgage financing done for them. You know, maybe it was a more complicated file. Maybe the income was a little hairy or, you know, credit was a little bruised. Anything that comes to mind that uh, would kind of demonstrate, you know, your ability to, you know, think differently and try and help them get that solution that they need so they can either get their house or stay in their house? Totally, man. I mean, we funded quite a
2: juicy chunk of mortgages last year. So, Probably one that really jumps out right away is last year I was driving in my car on the way to the office and I get a call uh, it's about nine o'clock in the morning and this guy's freaking out. He's got a closing that's coming up in like five days. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can sense on the other side of the phone, like this man is anxious, right? He's literally like losing his marbles on the phone. He's freaking out. He's just looking for a savior to come and kind of swoop him off and make everything whole again and right. Luckily for him, not to you know toot my own horn, but luckily for him, he ended up getting on the phone with me. And as soon as I noticed the kind of panicked state he was in, essentially, I went straight down to the fact, like what's going on? What happened that you're calling mm-hmm. you know random phone numbers online to try to get a mortgage with less than a week closing. And he explains that he was working with another mortgage professional who kind of led him astray, disappeared, and came back with a private mortgage solution at like, Nine or 10% annual with, you know, four or 5% lender broker fees. Sure. Right off the bat, I told him, look, bud, if you want to get this done right, we'll present a solution for you, but you've got to follow everything I tell you to the script, to the T. We can't stray off the plan even by by a single iota. So I'll draw it out for you. I'll let you know exactly what we need to do. And if you trust me, I'll get you to the promised land and your rate's going to be in the threes. Mm-hmm. He ended up trusting us, so we ordered an appraisal right away that same day. Yeah, I called up my absolute favorite underwriter, Inessa from Home Trust, and I let her know the situation. Yeah, she was able to, you know, squeeze this client in. And I know how busy Inessa is. Obviously, I got Massimo involved as well. Let him know that look, Massimo, I know my underwriter is probably gonna get into some hot water mm-hmm. by, you know, putting this guy ahead of everybody else. So I'm gonna need you to. come to bat as well on this transaction so he did that as well right it was a team effort to kind of get this borrower phenomenal financing right based on his situation so after the appraisal was ordered the underwriter jumped on the deal right away massimo was able to come in and help out with the deal as well and essentially we got it done with you know with less than a week to go got him into an alternative lender and essentially it's a win-win for everybody
1: That's a great story, and obviously, you know, provides you know anybody listening to this, you know, the importance of that mortgage broker, right? Like, you know, somebody else was putting him into a private you know called you panicking you were able to you know go through everything understand the deal understand his situation and realize that you know there is another solution here there is a b solution here and obviously you know having that great relationship with home trust you're able to you know reach out to your underwriter your bdm as well and ultimately get that deal done for that client at obviously a lower rate and lower fees so i think that's a really great example of partnership it's a great example of, you know, you understanding, asking the right questions, you know, seeing why that client's coming to you then. So no, I think that's a really great example.
2: Yeah, bang on, Brennan. Right. Yeah. So as soon as we understood the situation, I already knew that Home Trust would be doing absolutely everything in their power to help me close this client and I've got numerous, like dozens and dozens of stories where Home Trust is literally coming in, to save the day. So i mean i really respect them and i appreciate the partnerships that we were able to develop throughout the years yeah
1: absolutely well leon i want to say thank you so much for joining us on the podcast it's been really great to kind of catch up with you i know it's been quite some time since we've spoken nice to get your feedback and your input you know about the industry and things like that and obviously thank you for your continued support of home trust you know obviously we truly appreciate that you seem to have a really good relationship with your BDM, your underwriters, you know, just keep that going. And, you know, wishing you all the best in 2022. You know, obviously we want to be able to help you grow your business this year as well. So, you know, let us know if you ever need anything. And, you know, just thanks again for joining us on the podcast. It was really great to uh, chat with you.
2: Thank you for the opportunity. Pleasure was all mine. Honestly, it's
1: great connecting with you again. I look forward to seeing you face-to-face and doing a couple rounds of golf together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today on I Love All Mortgages. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.